Hello and welcome to the 12 Ronnies podcast with me, Jake Shaw. 12 Ronnies helps startups and innovators to connect with mentors and commercial teams and get their product or service to market successfully. To find out more, go to 12ronnies.com and find us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Today I am joined by Zoltan Vass of ZoltanVass.com and Zoltan is exactly the guy you need to talk to right now because Zoltan is the man who can tell you how to remotely work. Is that correct, Zoltan? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Thanks, Jake, for the opportunity. A bit about uh, myself. So my name is Zoltan. Originally, I'm from Serbia, but I'm Hungarian. Uh, back home, I worked at the government, at the municipality as an IT engineer and a project manager. I moved to London in 2012. I worked at the Dorchester as an IT guy. I was responsible for the smart home systems and uh, you know, like uh, look, looked after VIPs and celebrities. So it was a really good experience when it comes to customer service. Then I established my business in 2015. It was called CoderDog. It was a small web development agency. It was a 10-man band. My team was in Serbia. I was based in London. I was looking after clients, project management, sales, marketing. So all different, you know, like I did everything when it comes to, you know, like the front of the business. We're now living in a totally new situation globally everybody is undergoing pretty much the same experience um they're not being able to go to work in the sense of actually moving to a location is there anything positive to come out of this sultan oh absolutely uh, i do believe that all when we went into lockdown and all this pandemic started uh in the first week and two weeks everybody was in a bit of a panic mode and which is completely normal but now I see that this pandemic will open new opportunities because now we just moved away from all the offices and we work from home. This means that tech and digital will take over a lot of the businesses and will create new opportunities. And when we work from home, most of us, there will be, of course, uh, you know, like, negative things as well when it comes to you know productivity issues and mental challenges as well so this is also something that uh, we need to address and we need to deal with because some people are really confident from working from home they are fine but some people not that confident to work from home and maybe they need support and some people even there are people who are confident working from home but maybe they did not work from home for weeks and maybe there are some other distractions some people have families they have kids they have dogs and that can be a distraction. So there is a lot of pressure on people. You've obviously had lots of experience of running remote teams where you're dealing with different kinds of people all over the place. Um, if you're a manager right now when you've got a project team that has recently been dispersed to home to work, what would be sort of like, let's say, the top two, top three things that you would recommend that you needed to do first to get your remote team working, working well? So it's a good question. Governance, that's one thing that uh, must be in place. Processes, that's the second thing. Then we move into more about, you know, like into soft skills when it comes to discipline. And if you are a manager or leader, you need to have that empathy and understand the current situation. They work from home. They have different environments. 
Some people, they have families, some people have dogs, some people don't, you know, like some people have mental challenges. So the empathy piece is, is very important because you're dealing with people who are physically alone for quite a lot of the time and or they've got other actors i mean right right now I, there's there's children the other end of, the, of my house here who yeah they're children so they make noises and stuff like that i think that actually that in invasion of the the workspace of people's lives is actually a good thing it makes us more more wholesome does it not because we suddenly realize that there are other things going on in our co-workers lives that are perhaps not business so, I mean, what do you think about that, Zoltan? I mean, I, I think that that will make a culture change, will it not? Yes, exactly. And for me, it it this is an extra value that people bring to the table because we are humans, right? So, and this gives you know, like this just shows the picture that uh, you're a human, you are genuine, you have family, you have kids. They can you know come in now and interrupt our conversation, but this is fine. This is part of the game, and we need to accept it. This is also if we have, let's say, a really, you know, like heavy steering meeting or a really difficult call, then we could maybe just upfront tell to the people, to the panelists that guys, maybe there will be a distraction and please just, you know, like be patient. And, and this is what it is. And that's it. You know, so people really need to understand this. So in this new normal, it's quite interesting. I mean, Brexit, remember that Zoltan? Yeah, there was that yes, thing Brexit a, yes, a while ago. Exactly, yeah. You've got something to say about that because you, you as a as a as an individual, as a professional, has worked internationally, practically speaking, from from the first time you arrived in the UK. So, tell me your thoughts on that. Yes, absolutely. So, this Brexit is a really interesting thing. Borders will be closed from the next year, from first of January two thousand and twenty-one. However. Thanks to tech and digital, everything is moving online. This means that in the online world, we don't have borders. We don't have boundaries. And I do believe that uh, London and the UK can still position themselves as a strategic partner in the global market when it comes to tech and digital. And I don't see that there will be any issues after Brexit. There's also the issue that there's lots of businesses that used to have retail premises or still have retail premises, but nobody can visit them. What I'm hearing from CEOs who have uh, turned all their staff to being remote, what I'm hearing from them is that they're saying, well, the next rent break we get on our offices, we're going to downsize to just having a hub um, and we're going to move to places that are near to motorways and railway intersections and public transport links uh, and they are now modeling in that most of their staff will be working from home so that's obviously as a result of this the technology exactly like the technology we're using right now with zoom means that this is all very possible but for instance restaurants are, are going to have a hard time and hotels are going to have a hard time bouncing back from this how do you think they can respond to this in a remote working environment retailers they must go online and that's they need to sell online e-commerce that's the future and uh, it's easy now especially now everybody's at home they can you know like order things online and that's that's just crucial what i see that retailers if they want to keep their physical store they need to give more to people to shoppers it means experience when it comes to experience from me then this is where tech comes in again ar and vr different experiences when you go into the shop you can wander around, 
try on those clothes without you know like actually trying them on just give something extra to to shoppers this general having a physical store it just won't make it and those those people those companies if they want innovate if they want create their e-commerce uh, website and they want uh, add the technology into their stores they will be out of business so there's a good example of uh, I think it was Sofa Store that only actually had two stores, one in Manhattan and one in Chelsea, and you know the, the both stores were absolutely fabulous, brilliant experiences as you say. So the answer will be that the high street is going to have to be a bit more of an interesting place to go, but actually all of the transactions will take place in e-commerce. Yes, yes, that's correct, yes. I'm not saying that they won't have uh, products and items in the store, but there need to be a proper experience for shoppers to go into that shop. Exactly, exactly. I mean, all, all the best restaurants in the hotels in the, in the world are, at their hearts, they're a bedroom with some dining facilities attached, but it's actually the experience of that bedroom and that those dining facilities exactly. and its location, which is what make it, yeah. Exactly. Um, moving on a bit, I'm not asking you to look into a crystal ball, Sultan, but uh, <laughs> everybody is predict- predicting a global recession stroke depression. Is that very likely or are we going to come out of it quickly if there is one? What do you think? So I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, trying to see the good things and uh, that's how I'm, you know, like pushing myself through when it comes to really hard times. And I also see that there are people and families who are, you know, in a really hard situation and they are struggling and they are relying on the government. However, I recently had the conversation, and this is where I see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So, for example, because the we, t- we touched on retail and hospitality, so those are the industries that had been hit big time. However, there are people who have secondary skills. So, I will tell you an example. Where uh, when I was at Dorchester, I had a colleague who, in his in his free time, he was coding. He was putting together WordPress websites. And after some time, after a few years, uh, he left the Dorchester and he became a developer. I established my own business. So what I'm trying to say that there are people out there who are who, who are jobless now, but they have secondary skills. Maybe you know, like a bartender knows how to do you know like marketing or interested in marketing and there are junior positions will come up because the market won't stop everything will move online and digital so this is where i see that how people should position themselves they should take on online courses because there are lots of online courses just to try and upskill them find something that you know like it's their passion or interest them and see how they can find whether it's a part-time job whether it's a flexible job something because it's important that people are really into it now and not in front of the telly watching eight hours netflix they need to get out there network read learn this is what people must do now otherwise there will be a problem so turn off the telly and take control of your own life yes exactly (laughs) own your life and you know like do something take action um Do you think this then means that we're moving to a world where there will be, uh, almost everybody will be freelance, self-employed? 
Well, that's a good question. I don't think so. I do believe that companies will still keep, uh, in, you know, like employees in full on full time basis. But I believe everything will be a bit more flexible. I believe that companies will now see that, for example, they don't need to rent an office space in central London for 250 people. It costs a lot of money. And let's say 150 can work from home. And that's the same when it comes to business trips. So people don't need to travel on a single day, you know, like on a daily basis to Dublin, to Amsterdam, to Paris or to Manchester or wherever. You know, like we will have all the online tools where we can, you know, like deliver projects and do our work, you know, like organize online conferences and companies can save costs. On the other side, I do believe that people who will work from home, they should be somehow compensated because they are using their you know, like house, their flat. And uh, I do believe that companies will add, let's say, extra benefits to the, to the current benefits. Let's say they will cover 50% of the internet bill or 30% of the rent or something. So I do believe that that will come down the line, not now, because things are a bit messy. This year, there was supposed to be the Dubai World Expo which weirdly their logo looks a little bit like the coronavirus. I hope I don't get sort of sued for saying that. But, but uh, you know, they had this great uh, exhibition already, built all these things for all these visitors. Do you think things like that will go ahead, like big sporting fixtures and things like that? So I do believe that many of the events will move online. Whoever will organise and attend a, f- a conference in reality, a face-to-face physical conference, there, there must be a real value and something, again, you know, like an experience, not just, you know, like a stand with a flag and, you know, like with uh, 150 leaflets and this is what it is. It's just not enough anymore. Um, I absolutely agree. The whole idea of, um, of, of an actual, everything's going to have to be a massive value add, isn't it? I mean, there's going to have to be, there's going to actually have to be uh, something that's quite memorable. So, for an individual who is now remote working, I know you've got some thoughts on this. How do they make themselves as efficient as possible to do that? Okay. So for me, everything comes down to discipline and having a daily routine. So I can share my experience and how I approach things and maybe it will help the audience. So I always go now, I always go back, uh, go to bed around 10 o'clock. So eight hours sleep for me, it's, uh, it's important. And then I wake up around 6, 6.15. Then in the first 15, 20 minutes, I just think through my day and think through what's my top priority on that day. So I have three priorities. But out of that three, I have one top priority. And all my focus goes there. Like, not all my focus, I would say. 50, 60% of my focus goes there and energy as well. And then after this, I'm having three times, uh, I'm doing three times 50 push-ups because I'm not into caffeine. I'm not drinking tea or coffee. And, but this helps me in the morning to boost my energy levels. And so I'm not getting exhausted, but it helps me just to boost my energy levels. And then I uh, sit and I start working, looking into my emails and replying what's going on. It's also important to have regular breaks, five, 10 minutes breaks and uh, have a nap. 
I'm always having a nap as well. If I feel that I'm tired and I still need to be productive, 25, 30 minutes between 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock. It really depends how you feel. Sometimes maybe you will feel that you need to have a nap around 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. But usually for me, it's between 12 and 2 o'clock. And then after that, I go back to my desk and work. So I work productively, I would say, between eight and 10 hours, which means that, you know, like my focus is on it. So I'm not sitting in front of my computer and wondering. So actually, I'm doing actual work, whether it's replying an email, sorting out something, you know, like following up a project. So it's an actual work. And at the end of the day, then uh, maybe I'm writing a journal just, you know, like get rid of my thoughts. I'm coloring a book. I'm having a chat with friends people playing some games online so it's important that we calm down at the end of the day i started two days ago i started to meditate again because i felt that there is just so much going on now that i need to you know like step back and and this is interesting because i live in a flat i don't have a garden and sometimes i really need space to think but now i can't do that i can't just go out and go to bournemouth and enjoy a walk uh, you know at the seaside because it's, it's now loud so i need to I'm not thinking about that, but I still need that space. So I need to create that space and meditation helps me to create. It's You don't need to overcomplicate things. So when it comes to meditation, it's more for me, I'm putting in uh, a really relaxing music, just trying to empty my head before I go to bed. And you need to repeat this on a daily basis. And once it's become a routine, a habit, then you don't think and you will see that your productivity just improves a lot. That's great advice. So... Go to bed early. Don't drink caffeine and uh, tea, coffee. Um, get a little bit of exercise, not massive amounts of exercise. Uh, take a nap. I love that one. Take a nap is a great, great piece of advice. And uh, and have and think about what you're going to do for the day. Basically, yeah. It's managing energy and time because yep. time is not enough. It's really like we need to learn how to manage our energy as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Zoltan, where do people get hold of you? So people can, uh, I have all my details at my website, zoltanvas.com. So it's Z-O-L-T-A-N-V-A-S-S.com. I have my phone number there, my email address, and they, people can connect me on LinkedIn. Okay, fantastic. Zoltan Vas, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jake Shaw. Thank you for listening to this 12ronnies.com podcast. This has been a Cuento.co production. <laughs>